It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Wednesday. It is great to be with you. I'm James Rapine. This is the only daily Bengals podcast out there. You want your daily Bengals fix? You've come to the right place on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play. Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts, I have injury news to get to. You're also going to hear my one-on-one interview with Tyler Boyd, who is a Pittsburgh native. He's from Pittsburgh, went to the University of Pittsburgh. He's going to be on this podcast. Plus, I'm going to get um, the the skinny on the Steelers from Tony Serino of uh, Locked On Steelers. We'll talk all things Steelers coming up. Uh, a little bit later on today's podcast and figure out what the hell's going on in Pittsburgh because it seems like a whole lot of drama, 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 drama. Um, all that ahead. Uh, a quick reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. I think I already said that, the iHeartRadio app. I'll give you another reminder, though. Um, multiple articles up right now at LockedOnBengals.com. Joel Chandler has one. Jeffrey Carr has one. Russ Heltman has one. Um, so feel free to check those out. I, I've written about the Bengals. I will continue to write about the Bengals. So there's a ton right there, including every single podcast at LockedOnBengals.com. I want to start today's show with this. If you expected the Bengals to make the playoffs, you probably expected them to beat Pittsburgh once. Every single time Marvin Lewis has won the AFC North, guess what's happened? The Bengals have beaten the Steelers. So this Sunday... You want to know a good sign if the Bengals are for real? You want a, a good meter, good gauge? It's Sunday. If they handle business, they have a front row seat for a division title. They pretty much eliminate the Steelers. I think if the Steelers lose Sunday, they're not winning the division. And it makes it a two-team race, I would say. Maybe, who, who knows what happens with Cleveland. I don't think anyone considers them a serious division threat. Could be wrong. I don't think many do. This Bengals team... They're in prove-it mode. I was having a conversation today with uh, someone in this industry, and um, we're just talking about the industry and about media and about covering teams and the different ways you do it. And he basically was like, yeah, you got to prove it. And he's absolutely right. Look, what do you want in any industry, whatever your job is? 
there has been a time um, when you've had to prove it, when you've had to show what you can do. Maybe that time is coming for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's already come, but blah, 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 whatever. There's been a time where you've had to prove yourself. This is that moment for the Bengals. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Like, as a fan, like, I'm excited for Sunday because we'll know. We'll figure it out. We'll get an answer. The the thing, um, and this is the, the thing I, I remember telling people when I was getting into media. Uh, I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be successful because I had so many people tell me, and, and still, I, I don't think I'm where I need to be, uh, and I try to prove myself every day. But one thing that I told someone who said, no, you should be like an accountant or something that pays money. And I was like, yeah, but I can always do that. I I, I can always go and, and not do what I love because accountants right out of college, you make way more than you do in radio right out of college. Right. These it's just the the reality of it. And you work your way up and you grind and you grind and you grind and you prove it. You want your answer in life in anything. I, I so I said, yeah, worst case, I could go be an accountant or I could go do this or go do whatever to make money. I was like, but I want to see if I can do the job. I want to get an answer. And the, the Bengals and, and we're all going to get an answer on how close they are, how close they're not to overcoming the Steelers hurdle, to winning the division, because I think that the Bengals are going to have to beat the Steelers if they're going to win the division. So, and that doesn't mean they have to win Sunday to win the division, but it would certainly help a lot. So to me, I'm excited for Sunday. This isn't like a, oh my gosh, the Steelers have beat the Bengals six straight times. Yeah, okay. In 2016, the Steelers were just better than the Bengals. Last year, the Steelers were better than the Bengals. The Bengals punched in them in the mouth and got off to a good start in December, and you can argue they should have won. But guess what? The better team last year won. The 2018 Steelers aren't the 2017 Steelers. That team last year was more talented than the Bengals. Can you say that again this year? I think they're neck and neck talent-wise. I think the Bengals might be more talented. And so I want to see it Sunday. I'm excited for it. I think you should be excited for it. Now, I get being leery. I get it. But this is the ultimate prove-it game for the Bengals, and they have every opportunity or will have every opportunity to prove it on Sunday. And that's all you can ask for in life is a chance to prove it. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I caught up with Tyler Boyd earlier today in the Bengals locker room, and I asked him a a variety of things we talked about Going up against the Steelers, we discussed a a bunch of different stuff, including uh, what happened on offense, because for the first time this season, the offense was kind of uh, stumbling a bit against Miami. I think that's a good word, is stumbling, uh, out of sync. But uh, here's my one-on-one interview with Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd. It's Pittsburgh week now. Obviously, that's uh, you grew up there. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so you went to the University of Pittsburgh. What is it like uh, going up against them? This will be the fifth time that uh, the Bengals have faced them since you've been drafted. Yeah, um, it just sucks for me, you know, because I haven't beat them yet. So I feel some type of way about that. You know, I would love to beat my hometown team, you know. But um, at the end of the day, we've got to continue the game plan and strategize against them. And uh, like I mentioned... They're not a, a nothing crazy athletically back there, but they got great players. They're sound. They're great as a unit, you know. So we just got to do a great job of executing. Execution obviously always important, but th- this Pittsburgh team has had the Bengals number. I know fans feel that. Uh, do, do players feel that going into a matchup like this? Um, 
I mean, we don't feel like it. I mean, we kind of, it's kind of like you know that. You know, we know that they, they beat us in the last four games, something that we don't feel good about, something we want to change immediately. You know, so I know we're going to take this game very seriously, you know, like we do any other game. And then, like I mentioned, you know, we just got to out-scheme them, out-execute them, and who should win. You guys have done that, uh, backs up against the wall so far. Uh, it seems like every game you faced some kind of adversity as a team, and you guys have responded the right way through five weeks. One of it, one of the games that didn't work out in Carolina, but I still felt like you guys responded the right way. What, what's different this year versus other years? Um, I think it's just everybody locking in, everybody finally finding their, their job and, and what they need to do to help this team. You know, I think everybody has their role out there play very well. You know, I just think the coaches help us a lot, you know, just putting us in the positions to help us, help us succeed. You know, like Bill does a great job with Dolphin. You know, he's switching us up all over the place, you know, and then the defense, how, how heck of a good job they did, you know, belling us out last game. You know, so just our areas of the, of the uh, team has to be, you know, outstanding. We're talking with uh, Tyler Boyd in the Bengals locker room. You, in this offense, they played without Tyler Eifert and John Ross last week. Uh, I looked a, a little up and down versus the, the first four weeks of the season. What Was it because you guys didn't have those guys out there? Um... Those two guys are definitely two key players in this offense, you know, and to, and to, and to helping us win. You know, it's, it's hard to replace those guys, but we also got guys that can come in there and get the job done. You know, guys that we believe in, guys that we trust that know that can get the job done. You know, so we don't go out there trying to think about um, who we need to fulfill their shoes. You know, we just go in there. Like I mentioned, Bill going to do a great job of putting us in the best position to win. What did you think then was led to that? slow start on offense against the Dolphins? Mm, um, can't really put my my finger on it, you know, but I think we kind of started slow, you know, and for me particularly, I know I started slow, you know, I feel like I did a poor job of, you know, running and, and just just playing fast like I do any other game, you know, I think the, the, the humidity and how hot it was kind of affected it, you know, but um, at the end of the day, you know, you got to go out there and you got to ball, you got to play, you got to run fast, you know, so... I think we just started slow, and that was the, the, the pores of the you seen the offense look, you know, and I believe that we can be way better. We had a lot of opportunities. We left out there to score. We had a lot of scoring opportunities, and um, I think we, we, we'd be solid this week. We all know what a win would mean for the Bengals to get to, to five wins, obviously extend the lead in the AFC North and all of that. What would a win against Pittsburgh mean for you personally? It would just mean a lot to me. You know, like I mentioned, I haven't beaten them once, you know, so that would mean everything to me. You know, just all my friends and family and – fans, you know, coming and watch, you know, I can, you know, start bragging a little bit, you know, talk a little noise and stuff, because I know they're hometown team, you know, so, you know, that's 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 going to be fun to do, but, you know, I just want to win, I want to beat every team this year, you know, I want to, I want to be number one, I want to be world champ, so to do that, you got to beat any, every team that come across you. Tyler, I appreciate the time. Appreciate you, bro. That's Tyler Boyd in the Bengals locker room. I want to win a championship, he says. He's not alone. Carlos Dunlap said virtually the exact same thing today. In the Bengals locker room, you will hear that on tomorrow's podcast. We'll also catch up with John Ledyard, who uh, hosts Locked On Draft, and he's a really good, um, informative follow on Twitter. John Ledyard going to be on this podcast tomorrow. He wrote up a really good article, good piece on Bengals safety Jesse Bates. I want to talk to him about that. I want to discuss the Steelers. I want to talk all things Bengals and Steelers with him tomorrow. So we'll do that. I'll have my prediction podcast as well. And, uh, yeah, let's continue to talk about the Steelers. It's Steelers week. Tony Serino of Locked on Steelers going to join us next. We'll talk all things Bengals, Steelers, and really get the the inside look at what's going on with this Pittsburgh team from a drama perspective, from an on-field perspective, 
And I'll also ask Tony who he's got in this game coming up. Tony Sereno of Locked On Steelers joins us next right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. But first, a word from Swap.com. It is crazy how much some of these brand name clothes can be. You buy your kids clothes for school and they outgrow them in a few months. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? There is, and it's online. It is wonderful. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. I'm a big thrift thrift store guy. There's nothing better than being able to do it online. Stop driving to the store and then going to another store and then sifting through another rack and another rack and another rack. You could sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap. Dot com with easy-to-use filters to find exactly what you need. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment thrift store. You can get hand-inspected quality items that are added to the website daily. You could save up to 90% off retail with some of your favorite brands, Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap. If something doesn't fit, enjoy a hassle-free return within 30 days. And there's a special offer for you just for listening to Locked on Bengals. Get 35% off select items for your first order with promo code locked on. Plus, find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage. Again, go to swap.com and get 35% off select items with promo code locked on. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Tony Serino is a Locked On Steelers host. He's our, our Locked On Steelers host. It is a crossover Wednesday. So every single Wednesday, what we do is we have the opposing team's host on and discuss that team and uh, you can follow Tony on Twitter at Steeler Country. I was on his podcast that was a lot of fun and now Tony is with us. Tony, let's start with this Pittsburgh team and, and just the start they've gotten off to this season. 2-2-1 two, two and one, not a losing record and certainly not where I expected them to be certainly not where I think most people expected them to be. What's the vibe like in Pittsburgh now, right, right now? How are fans feeling about the Steelers team? Yeah, it's so weird because, like you said, this is just not the Steeler team that we expected. So I think everyone in Pittsburgh is just kind of scratching their heads as to, you know, how just how did we get here? Defensively, they've been pretty terrible at times, although on Sunday against the Falcons, they held that team to just 17 points, which I don't think anyone saw coming. Offensively, it's been up and down. This team, you know, this team hadn't gotten a first down on its opening drive until Sunday, until the Atlanta Falcons game. Uh, and they've just been, they've been bad in the second half. It's Look, they got a big win on Sunday against Atlanta to kind of save the season. But this game against Cincinnati, this is the game where I think Steeler fans are looking to and saying, if we can go on the road and we can beat the Bengals, a hot Bengals team right now, then, then we can start believing again in this Pittsburgh Steeler team. But it has been a rough start to 2018, no doubt about it. Tony, it's no secret the Steelers have been without Le'Veon Bell. That means James Conner is getting a ton of reps. My fantasy team is a fan of James Conner because he puts up points. What does he bring to the field? Obviously, he's not Le'Veon Bell, but is he good enough at running back? He certainly was on Sunday against Atlanta, and it was a, it was a different James Conner. Now, you know, there's been talk about the Steelers have been throwing the ball too much, and some of that has to do with the fact that the Steelers have just been behind so early in these games that so we haven't seen a lot of James Conner, the runner. He's been very good out of the backfield as a receiver. 
but you know, your, your comparison of, you know, how does he replace Le'Veon Bell? I think he did his best Le'Veon Bell impression on Sunday. He was very good, 185 total yards. Uh, it, he, he really was the catalyst for all of the offensive success that they had. And that's the kind of thing that Le'Veon Bell used to do. You know, Le'Veon was 50, 60% of their offense at times. And, and he, he really got the, the ball rolling when the rest of the offense wasn't. And that's what you saw from James Conner. We haven't seen enough of that. And so I think, you know, it was this a one game wonder from James Conner. Uh, we're going to find out on Sunday. Again, they're going up against a, a good Bengals defense, a very talented Bengals defense. And so, look, Connor's been very good for two weeks. He was very good in week one. He was very good against Atlanta. Uh, but again, I think Steeler fans, you know, much like the rest of the team, they're taking a wait-and-see approach with the running game and James Connor to see if he can continue the success he had on Sunday. Tony, this is just an observation outside looking in. I'm not going to pretend like I've watched every single step of Steelers football this year, but it does feel like Ben Roethlisberger has a really good rapport with Juju Smith-Schuster. It feels like he might be the go-to guy right now, which is amazing considering they have Antonio Brown. Is that the case? You know, it's just been the case that Ben Roethlisberger just hasn't been very good at times, and especially on the plays where he's throwing the ball to Antonio Brown. It's very strange to watch as someone who's watched every throw between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. The start of this season is just, it's the head scratcher of all head scratchers. I can't figure it out. Ben Roethlisberger has, like you said, he's been very good when throwing the ball and in his chemistry with, with Juju, with Vance McDonald, with some, with Jesse James, James Conner, you know, a lot of the other players on this team. But when AB is open, those two just can't connect. And, and generally speaking, it's been inaccurate throws from, from Ben. It's been ball placement issues. It's, you know, not seeing the field well. Ben Roethlisberger at times throughout 2018 has just not played well. And that's led to this kind of, you know, bad chemistry between he and AB. Uh, it's something we've seen from Ben to start the season. He just has been slow going in these seasons. And I think, you know, for all Steeler fans, we're hoping that Sunday in that second half, they finally clicked. It finally got back together. And hopefully that, you know, the, the ball can get rolling there, but uh, it's just, it, it has, it has really been more of a Ben Roethlisberger problem than it has been an AB problem in my eyes. Because again, I think AB is, is still playing at a high level, but Ben Roethlisberger just has been unable to get him the football. And I want to ask you about the defense, and obviously the Steelers, at least from outside looking in, have had some struggles on defense. But before we do that, one thing here in Cincinnati that has been kind of a, a theme all week and always is leading up uh, during Steelers week and leading up to a matchup with the Steelers is Marvin Lewis's mentality and how he treats this week. And a lot of people want him here in Cincinnati to treat it different, want him to say different things, want his mentality to be a little different. I want to ask you how Mike Tomlin views this week. How do the Steelers view this week? Is it a bigger week when the Steelers are playing the Bengals, whether it's in Cincinnati or in Pittsburgh? Oh, I, I mean, it is. It is a huge. You know, AFC North football is a Mike. You know, Mike Tomlin loves to talk about AFC North football and the physicality and the kind of uh, you know the preparation that goes into that, not just from a mental perspective, but again, from a you know, this is a game that has largely been decided by who is the more physical football team and so yeah the mentality of this one has to be that you know you have to go in you know ready to you know maybe knock the knock the other opponent out and I you know it's hard to use that phrase in this in this context in this game because again it has been so physical not just on the field but off but yeah I mean you know, yeah Mike Tomlin has always preached in these AFC North games you know you, you go into this game trying to be the more physical team that is what AFC North football is all about that's what it's been about and so absolutely I think I think Mike Tomlin knows AFC football AFC North football uh, is, is different than playing, you know, when, when the Patriots come to town or when some of these other, other teams are coming to town. Tony Serino is with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Steeler Country. Let's talk about the defense. It seems like the Steel Curtain type of defense, it's, it's struggled. And, and honestly, 
Um, I, I think the Steelers' defense, and a lot of national analysts say this, and I'm not the first one to say it, uh, since Ryan Chazier went down um, with that, that horrific injury that happened last year against the Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium, since then the Steelers' defense hasn't been the same. Is that fair to say? And how have they been? You obviously have, have a closer look at them. How have they been this season? Yeah, I wouldn't say you know it is. It is so. It's very easy to draw that comparison because yeah. that you know you can watch the precipitous drop and you know or the or I guess you should say the rise in points against uh, you know with, with when he went down. But there were some signs that this Steeler defense had some problems before, even before then. I always like to go back to that game against Detroit a year ago. The Steelers played the Lions on Sunday Night Football, gave up four hundred plus yards to Matt Stafford, but only gave up 15 points because the, the Lions just couldn't, put, couldn't punch it in in the red zone. But you saw the worrying signs there, and then, you know, you continued to see them throughout. But definitely the loss of Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier was the real playmaker on this defense. Cam Hayward, very good on that defensive line. But, you know, in, in, the, in the linebacking core, in the secondary, Ryan Shazier was the playmaker. He was the guy out there making big plays, splash plays, splash turnovers. Right, And the Steelers have definitely lacked that sense that, you know, Overall, this defense in 2018 has been pretty terrible. In fact, it's been so terrible that you know, most Steeler fans are calling for uh, Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, to, to be let go, or I guess should have been let go after that performance against Jacksonville. The frustrating thing about what's happened in Pittsburgh defensively is that this team left off in 2017 with a bad defense that gave up 45 points to Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. A Blake Bortles and Jacksonville Jaguar team that struggled to put up 10 points against the Buffalo Bills at home the week prior. Now they go into Heinz Field, they embarrass the Steelers, they embarrass the Steelers' defense, a, a city that is known for its great defense, and then we wait nine months to see, okay, how are they going to address all of the problems, and we start 2018 with the exact same problems we left off with. This, this secondary has so many problems with communication, and they're allowing so many big plays. Tackling has been poor. Uh, you know, they've, they've struggled to rush the passer with consistency. Again, it's, it's all of the issues that we saw in 2017 kind of repeated in 2018. Now, I will give credit to the Steelers defense in that they were better against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. And, of course, it's going to be the case in a 441-17 win. But, yeah, I'm not ready to sit here and say that this defense is, is you know, kind of getting back on track or anything like that. I still have big questions about how this team uh, is going to perform over time. And, again, in a game like this against Cincinnati, I expect Andy Dalton – and this Cincinnati offense will have some success against the Steelers. They know this Steeler defense well. They know how to attack this Steeler defense. And so I, I, I don't think there's any level of trust right now in, uh, in Pittsburgh. You know, the, the, old, the mantra right now in Pittsburgh is no lead is safe uh, for this Steeler team. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I, I look at this Steeler defense, and how do you think two things? One, how do you think, and let's start here, how do you think that this Bengals offense, how should they attack them? I think you. I think you know. It, it was. It, that's a great question because you know, in this game against the Falcons, everyone looks at this game and says, "Wow, the, the Steelers did so well defensively. They held the the Falcons to only 17 points. They, you know, they, the the Falcons didn't really get going in that game at any point. They had some drives here and there, but it wasn't you know big plays and that sort of thing. I thought the Falcons were really passive, and I and if I were the Cincinnati Bengals, I would want to be very aggressive. You have John Ross, you have uh, you have uh, AJ Green, you have Tyler Boyd. I would attack this team down the field, force those safeties, force those corners to communicate down the field, cover receivers down the football field. That is where the Steelers have struggled this year. They have given up big play after big play after big play. Of course, Kansas City lit them up in week two, and then the Buccaneers did the same thing on that Monday night game. Uh, I, I would attack this football team 
down, down the field and in the middle of the field, especially with that linebacking core of, of John Bostic and whether it's going to be Vince Williams or maybe L.J. Ford or, you know, they, they might start rookie Matthew Thomas, whoever that is, they have struggled as well. I would attack down the football field. That is where this team has been by far its weakest. Yeah, and that to me says John Ross, and, and as of now, I don't know, but that if John Ross is healthy, that, that would be such a huge boost for the Bengals. Let me ask you about something uh, that, that I think the Steelers could exploit as far as uh, their defense goes against the Bengals' offense. The, the Steelers, T.J. Watt has six sacks this year. The Steelers have 19 sacks. They're uh, leading the NFL right now sack-wise. I think they can get after Andy Dalton. Cordy Glenn's been shaky. He hasn't been as good as I think people hoped he would be when the Bengals traded for him thus far. I think he's dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. And then Bobby Hart, well, he's, he's Bobby Hart. He was cut by the Giants last year, and he's starting for the Bengals at right tackle. The Giants have been awful on the offensive line, so the fact that you're starting someone from their scrap heap shows you all you need to know about that right tackle. So how good is this Pittsburgh Steelers pass rush? I think it's I think it's a mirage, to be quite honest. Really? With you. I, I know we, yeah. I, you know, T.J. Watt has six sacks. They came in two games. They came against the Cleveland Browns and against the Atlanta Falcons. He had no sacks in any other game. Wow. Uh, this, this team, this team, yes, they lead the they lead the league in sacks. But I think if you ask any Steeler fan, do you have a great pass rush? They would tell you no. And the reason why is because this team has to manufacture every bit of pressure that it gets. You're not seeing guys like Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt win one-on-one battles against the, the you know the, the tackle that they're going up against. It is it is. Keith Butler and, and Mike Tomlin and, and this defense trying to find ways to bring pressure in different ways, whether it's blitzing a guy like Mike Hilton from the slot, whether it's bringing the inside linebackers up the middle. Yeah, they're, just, they're just trying to manufacture pressure at the biggest moments in the biggest games. This team can't get, can't get near a quarterback. You go back last year to the last year that the Steelers led the league in sacks as well, uh, but you go back and watch their biggest games. You watch that game against New England and whether or not they got to Brady. They, they, you know, there were so many times in that game where they didn't get close to Tom Brady. Same thing in the playoff game against Blake Bortles. This team has been very good at exploiting you know, the, the bad offensive lines that they face. And so in that way, I would say, yes, you know, it is going to be a, a huge key to this team is can this Steeler pass rush exploit what is a shaky at best Cincinnati Bengals offensive line uh, because that, you know, that is going to you know, that'll slow down all the kind of throw the ball down the field stuff that we talked about. But I wouldn't. I definitely would not sit here and, and tell you that I'm supremely confident in the Steeler pass rush. I think it has been largely matchups, and, and it, has, it has been in they have they have gotten sacks in spurts, but not with con, any sort of consistency. Tony Serino is with us, locked on Steelers. You could follow him on Twitter at Steeler Country. Last thing for you, Tony. I lean Pittsburgh this week. I just. I think the Bengals are at right now playing better. They obviously have the better record. I think they might be as talented or more talented, and yet I've seen this story so much that I think that the past, at least as of right now, Wednesday, has an impact on me. When you, when you look at this game, which way are you leaning? Yeah, at this point, I'm, I'm leaning towards Cincinnati. I just, I'm not ready to trust this Steeler team. I'm not ready to trust Ben Roethlisberger on the road. Ben has just been a different quarterback on the road for the past couple seasons. And, you know, he's just, he's less accurate. Let, you know, the completion percentage goes down and the turnovers go up whenever he plays on the road. I'm not ready to trust this defense yet, especially against a high powered team like the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. You know, look, these games, now these games have been weird, right? Last year, the two games that the, these two teams played uh, were very close in the first half. And then the Bengals and, and their offense just could not put up points in the second half. And the Steelers, you know, what they, they, they kind of 
uh, ran away with it in the first one, and then in the second one, they came back in that football game. But I, I don't expect that to be the case this year at all. In fact, you know, I, I say this every week with this team, I expect a shootout, but it's just because of how bad this defense has been. And again, they keep going up against these high-powered offenses. Uh, I expect that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I expect the Bengals to score against the Steelers. The, the question is going to be, do I expect the Steelers offense to have another 30-plus point output? And on the road against the Cincinnati defense that has played against the Steelers so well, you know, they, they love to play you know, their safeties deep and, and kind of make Ben Roethlisberger beat them chunk by chunk down the field. And right now, I just, I'm not ready to trust in this Steelers team. So I think, I think Cincinnati takes this one and puts the Steelers in a bad spot uh, going into their bye week. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners are hoping you are right and I am wrong. I'm two, uh, I'm two and three right now predicting the Bengals game. So I think a lot of people are almost rooting for me to pick the Steelers because of, uh, <laughs> of my win-loss record. Uh, Tony, where can, uh, where can our listeners find you? At Steeler Country on Twitter and over on Locked On Steelers. You can find it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Awesome. Tony, I appreciate the time, man. I enjoyed this. I look forward to doing it again later this year. Yeah, thank you. Good stuff there from Tony. And, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll ask John Ledyard this tomorrow as well, what he expects in this game. I'm leaning Pittsburgh. Look, and, and you might not like this, and, and who knows, and maybe I change my mind in the next 24 hours but usually when like, I had a friend growing up and we would play basketball and I would kick his ass every time. And there'd be times I'd be down going to 16, 10 to four, 10 to six, or maybe I'd be up 15 to one, but I always found a way to win. It feels like it's been that way for Bengal Steelers. If the Bengals win Sunday, it lets everyone know. In, in this city, we'll get behind them 100%. It, it's a huge prove-it game. There's a lot of fans that are teetering. You might be one of them. On one hand, yeah, they look really good, 4-1. and one. On the other, still Marvin, still Andy, still Mike Brown, beat Pittsburgh. I think if they do that, a lot of fans will not only buy in, fans are going to really start to flock to Paul Brown Stadium. I think it's possible they got to handle business Sunday against Pittsburgh. Back at it tomorrow, you'll hear from Carlos Dunlap, John Ledyard, an interview with him, and my official prediction for tomorrow. We'll see how I'm feeling. Right now, I'm 2-3 and three on the year predicting the Bengals. They're 4-1, and one, so clearly I haven't done well. But uh, I'm leaning Pittsburgh. Maybe I'll change my mind before tomorrow. Until then, I'm James Erpine. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Also... On Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Thanks for listening. Until tomorrow, this has been the Locked On Bengals Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.